All right, I want to take it back to the 2015 season where the Giants right now are 2-2. Two and two. This is a Week 5 Sunday Night Football matchup. Yes, this is the season where Preston Parker basically cost us the first two games of the season. But first off, even before we get to the action, look at midfield here. I love the gold NFL logo. Maybe can we bring that back? But let's get to the action. Why not? Sunday Night Football, Eli Manning takes a snap, drops the ball off to Shane Vereen in a screenplay that actually works for the Giants. Ooh, little stutter step. Shane Vereen got a lot of money, and, you know, he didn't do much besides that play, I guess. All right, so there's the ball. There's the ball. We got to hurry, hurry, hurry up. But the Giants are going to call their final timeout that play. So next play, Eli Manning drops back, throws to the end zone. Incomplete. But there's the flag. Pass interference on the defense. All right, all right, all right, all right. So they're going to answer. Uh, pass interference. Defense, number 20. All right, so final play of the game. This is going to be Eli Manning's 54th attempt of the game. He's going to drop back. Beautiful pump fake. Larry Donnell back at the end zone. Helmet catch 2.0. What an unbelievable play. The Giants are going to go on to win 3-2. First place in the NFC East. This game is probably the second best game that I've ever been to as a Giants fan, and I've been going to Giants games since 2007, 2008. I don't know. This moment just got me so pumped up about getting the division lead and having such a terrible start, and what a catch. What a moment from Manning. I want to pause it right there. Signature moment from Manning, taking the team down the field, and um, maybe I should be a broadcaster, huh? That felt kind of good. Go Giants. Hello, Snacks, and hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 112 of Bleeding Blue. And if you didn't guess by the intro, we are rewatching, do our fi- doing our final rewatchable of mm-hmm. the 2020 offseason. Snacks, 2015 Sunday Night Football, week five against the San Francisco 49ers. I call it the second best game that I've ever seen at MetLife Which Stadium. Is crazy. Just in. I I would disagree. Even though I rewatched it, I still genuinely feel that this was just an awesome football game from a competitive standpoint. You take away from the fact that the 49ers stink. You take away the fact that, you know, the Giants defense just stinks. If you were to just say, hey, just watch this football game, it was really, really good from start to finish. And of course, it helps when the Giants win, win it at the end. How are you doing today? I completely understand your point, and I was just busting your chops. That was a phenomenal football game. As you know, I was there too. Um, I'm doing well. Uh, We are recording on the Lord's Day, as we always do on Sunday. Feeling good. Feeling miserable, as usual. Mm. Um, I also want to point out the fact that I couldn't be more mad at you if I tried. I don't want to spend too much time on that. I just want the people to know that I am in a very, very, very difficult state of mind where I hate my co-host right now hate him and I really don't know why because that's a problem we're getting closer to we're really getting closer to fantasy football season I mean the thing that I did do is I forgot to tell you that I was live streaming last night is that what it is uh part of it yeah yep part of it did you forget Hold on did you forget yes or no 
Did you? I mean, I did, did tell you, you it was for, at nine o'clock. Did you forget to tell? And what did I say? I said, just please remind me before you go on. Yes or no? <sighs> All right. Well, anyway, I did a I did a live stream uh, Saturday night, and Snacks was very very nice, and he gave me the free access to the BDD BDGE Big Dogs Got to Eat draft guide, the same draft guide that I used last year to get off to like a twelve and one start in the league that I cared about most. So we talked about that. We had a fan- we're gonna have a fantasy football episode coming up as well. We may even do two episodes in one week because I don't know if we have enough time for it, but we may do like two episodes in one week so we can fit it in and we can have time for it. But anyway, I really don't know why you're that upset with me. Um, well, that's part of it, but there's also a few other things. On Friday, I texted you. I said, "Do you want to you want to come over? You want why don't you come up? You didn't want to come up. You don't want to come hang out with me." I was hanging out with my friends. You can't just do these things I'm, the, no, the day no, of. I am some sort of peasant to you. I am this 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 gnaw in the side of your fucking hip. Uh, well, I guess I got to record this podcast when I'm on Sunday. <laughs> That's all I am to you. I am nothing else. You, That's not- you barely texted me all week unless I texted you. Okay. No, this is not true. You don't think so, huh? This is not true. I, I think you're in a foul mood right now. I think foul the weather mood. is very bad. I think the the weather is bad in New Jersey right now, and I think you're feeling low and you're just taking this out on me, and I don't appreciate that. You don't appreciate it. Well, I don't appreciate the attitude you've given me all week. Oh, my. She, this is not the energy. What if people are clicking onto this for the first time? Uh, Well, then they might click off, and I don't care. All right, well, you want to know what really would make somebody want to listen and really want to keep listening? Tell me. If we share who the defensive starters were for the Giants in this 2015 Week 5 Oh, yeah, that'll keep them coming, yeah. (laughs) Brandon Merriweather with a tackle. Let's take a look at the Giants' D. Kerry Wynn, Richmond. Jay Bromley, Syracuse University. Jonathan Hankins, The Ohio State. Colin Dinkins. Central Michigan. Mark Hertzlick, Boston College. John Beeson, the U. JT Thomas, West Virginia. Dominique Rogers Cromartie, Tennessee State. Brandon Merriweather, the U. Landon Collins, Alabama. Prince Mukumara, Nebraska. Go Big Red. Snacks, how do you feel when you hear those names? Nauseated. <laughs> Legitimately nauseated. Are any of those players still in the league? Um, Are they in the league? Well, Landon Collins is, yes. Yeah, he sucks. Dominique Rogers, Kamardi, Prince of Mukamara. But let's, but I want to make clear John Beeson came out of this game like two plays into the game, and this is why. I want you to just listen. Listen to what happens here. It's a confidence boost to get one from the 31. Again to the outside. Looking for a little bit of room. Tough running. There goes Hyde. Hyde, their number two pick. So you heard the collision there. So John Beeson comes out, and who comes in but Yawani Unga and Mark Herslick are splitting Yawani reps Unga. at middle linebacker. God. Which Yawani Unga, this is a good this is good context to the 2015 yeah, season. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is good context to the 2015 season as to what was actually happening. The Giants started that season 0-2. Mm-hmm. First seat first game of the season, largely because Eli Manning did not take a sack. I blame Tom Coughlin for that the game, ball. by the way. You blame Tom Coughlin? Yeah, mi- mi- uh, bad clock management at the end. Re- well, I mean, if you're Eli Manning, no, no, no I know. You're, you're no, 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 I know, I know. But I, I'm always at the point where, like, 
if it's kind of suspect borderline, I always blame the coach. But you're right. Should have just ran the yes, ball? 100%. 100,000 yeah. million percent. They should have just definitely ran the ball. So week one, the Giants actually did have the lead. Giants were initially up three. They they kicked they kicked the field goal. They went up by six, but they stopped the, the clock. Five Dallas didn't have line. any timeouts left. Yeah, yeah, on the five yard line, you know, you could have Rashad Jennings could have gotten some yards after the contact or whatever, whatever, and then maybe you get it in for the touchdown. You seal the game. But worse comes to worse, you leave Dallas with very little time on the clock. Instead, they run a play action fake, and Eli Manning just tosses the ball in back of the end zone instead of taking a sack after feeling pressure and scrolling to his right. So, but also you want Yunga. Yuan Yunka was the one who basically allowed that touchdown to Jason Witten towards the final seconds of that week one game. So that's week one. Yeah. <laughs> devastating, yeah. devastating loss. We really, oh, God damn, dude. We really should have won that game. She, oh, oh, my gosh, yes. Like and, then and, and you know two, what? Just like, just like, it, was, it was almost like a precursor for the rest of the year. This is, oh, yeah. Coughlin gets fired this year because, and I'm sorry, you know me. You know how much I love Coach Coughlin. He was not on his game. That year, 2015. I remember the Jets game. There was another clock management situation where he just blew it. The Dallas game, same thing. Just not on his game. Granted, the the, the roster itself was awful. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was trying to win with fucking, with JV football players from a town of, uh, of 700 people, like the town I live in. It was not his finest hour. And... Go ahead. And then the, the Falcons game the next week, dude. We should have won the fucking Falcons game the next week. Sorry. Yeah, that's arguably worse because, um, I guess not arguably worse, but Preston Parker oh, drops stop. multiple key, multiple key third downs. So, th- so by the time we get to week five, Preston Parker is officially benched and it's Dwayne Harris that's the new... Um, that's the new slot receiver. And Dwayne Harris actually drops a few third downs in this game too against the 49ers. So the wide receiver corpse outside of Odell Beckham Jr. Because Ruben Randall's our number oh, two. Oh, Ruben Randall. Outside. Oh Go ahead. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. I'm, sorry. I just, I'm <laughs> just like so disgusted. Go ahead. No, no, but it's crazy because if you talk about the context of when Coughlin was fired, you go back and forth on it because at the time when the season ended, Snacks, I was, I was with you. I was like, it's time. It's just time. I think it was understood that McAdoo was going to be the one that was going to come up. I think that was understood. I think people accepted that because you watch Eli Manning this game. And let's just read his stat line. I'll just do that quickly right now. 41 of 54, 441 yards, three touchdowns, an interception at the end of the first half that, you know, three points came off the board. But in, in all reality, it doesn't matter. Um, a QB ratings of 110.1. Um, he was just insane. It was absolutely insane. That that first half, and I would honestly say snacks throughout the entire game, throughout the first half he made one mistake, which was the interception that he threw in the back corner of the end zone. He just kind of threw it up to see who, if anybody was going to make a play because there was 11 seconds left on the mm-hmm. clock. They had no timeouts, yeah. so he needed to throw the ball in the end zone. So he made two mistakes that game. And then the second mistake came on the final drive of – that interception being yeah, dropped. Yeah, which is fine. But and, and real quick before I touch on that, everybody always bitches about Eli's interceptions and whatnot. Me and my friends talk about this all the time. Eli's that, that gunslinger type of guy that's throwing the ball down the field with a second left in the half or something. All the time. Do you know how many interceptions? I could probably go back and count 25 interceptions from 2004 on where he just gains those interception numbers because he's throwing the ball down the field trying to make a play at the last second. All the time. He just doesn't, he never gave a fuck. But no, you're right. But he was a different quarterback. 
from yeah, 20 no, in was. 2014 2015 and, and it's crazy how much he transformed when have we ever seen a quarterback transform themselves and i guarantee if another fan from another team is listening to this they'll be like oh well my quarterback from this year to this year changed yeah, uh, dumb I, maybe assholes. you know maybe did john elway change his playing style towards the latter end of his career obviously they were relying on the run a lot more yeah he um, handed the ball to terrell davis fucking 80 times a game anyway go ahead but my but you understand where i'm going with this yep, that yep. Eli Manning going from this gunslinger of almost like a Brett Favre, like I'm just going to throw interceptions deep down the field and not give a fuck because that's just what the offense yep. is to now. Like you saw how active his feet were in the pocket. He was moving and he was still getting the ball out in two. He was in snacks. I have this stat and this is from SNF and they got this from pro football focus. He was getting the ball out on average within 2.2 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's crazy. No, that was when McAdoo, McAdoo came in. That that's what he pretty much changed. Yeah. Yeah. In in 2014, he started it, and he was pressured the third least on his dropbacks, 23 percent at the start of that 2015 season, which was again top five least in the in the National Football League. And it's not because the offensive line was exceptional. It's because your fucking quarterback is getting rid of the ball on average of 2.2 seconds. Which you know to put to com- some context behind it. Daniel Jones's average time to throw was 2.64 seconds. That's almost a half a second difference, which in the NFL, a half a second in a play is an eternity. It's a lifetime. So unreal, unreal transition that he had. Um, and the numbers that he put up in 2014, 2015, I, I still don't understand. And I can't understand for the life of me why there was such a dramatic fall from grace to from 2014, 2015 to 2016 and on. Well, maybe well, I well, cannot understand. Well, the offensive it. line was as awful as, as ever. Um, can I can I apologize for something real quick? Yes, it's going to be a piss in this. I'm going to apologize for the rant I'm about to go on because, as you know, I'm in a mood right now, Justin. I'm in a mood. I am in some goddamn mood, and you're you're talking of Eli Manning and everything like this. Nobody's a bigger Eli Manning fan than me. Nobody. No. Can you vouch for that? Yes, you I can, can vouch for that. I literally have his quote tattooed on my back. It's a fact. I, for the life of me, and it still irks me to this day. We have giant fans out there. You want to call yourselves a giant fan, whatever. We have giant fans out there that want to shit on Eli Manning for not being for not being Joe Montana or Tom Brady. Okay? He won two Super Bowls. He Justin, I forget the Super Bowls. I'm sorry. And I'm really sorry I'm about to do this because it's just I I'm again, I'm in a mood and I'm I'm, I'm annoyed. I hate you. I I, I just I, I got to get this off to my chest. Every single time a Giant fan brings up that, yo, Eli wasn't that good. Eli wasn't that blah, 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 blah. Shut the fuck up. The man played 16 years in a row and never missed a game due to injury. Never once. Justin, how many teams can say that? How many teams? Very little. None. Tom Brady missed a full year of torn ACL. Anybody else? Tell me. Justin, tell me. Peyton went to a different. Peyton went to a different Peyton? team. Favre went to different okay. teams. Exactly for one fucking team, the same organization that drafted you or, or traded, or whatever the case was. He played every goddamn game, and he wasn't some damn scrub. He was a gamer. The man knew how to win. You put him in a situation, he wins. 
2016, never forget. That boat trip, they played They played in Green Bay. The only man that showed up on that team, that, that playoff game, was him. The only one. Yeah, and he had a terrible season before. Yeah, he had, a, in a, he, had a tro- just, he had an atrocious season, and he still showed up. He still showed but even up. Even in 2015, he and I'll and I'll play the I'm offensive sorry. starters I, I, guys, right after I, this. No, it's I'm okay. Sorry, I'm sorry. I need I just no, I needed no, okay. to get it off. I, I am I apologize. I'm in a mood. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. So seventh in total yards. I believe he'd led the National Football League in passing touchdowns with 36. So here are the offensive starters that we were going into that San Francisco 49ers game with. Let's take a look at the New York offense. Eli Manning, Ole Miss. Rashad Jennings, Liberty University. Odell Beckham Jr., LSU. Ruben Randall, LSU. Dwayne Harris, East Carolina University. Larry Donnell, the G, Grandma State. Eric Flowers, all about the U. Justin Pugh, Syracuse. Weston Richburg, Colorado State. Jeff Schwartz, Oregon. Marshall Newhouse, TCU. Offensive line's done a nice job. Will Beatty got injured uh, in the spring, and he's been out. So, Snacks. Yeah, ask me. I guess we'll talk We'll talk about the offensive line first. Awful. And then we'll, we'll... But not really this game. And also, yes, it's because that Eli Manning did a miraculous job of reading the defense before the snap of the ball. We'll talk... I think I want to talk about the no-huddle offense, too, yes. about he was just Picasso. He was Picasso at the line of scrimmage. Sunday Night Football did a great job this game, and you're going to hear it yep. throughout this entire... You know, when I play these sound bites, live mics were galore. Now, yeah, obviously, yeah. we don't get to hear it because we're not at the stadium, but re-watching this game, that was something that I really took. I was like, whoa, I enjoyed re-watching this because the hot mics were galore. What did I want to say? Oh, Eric Flowers. Did you hear how often Chris Collins worked? And Al Michaels, they were complimenting Eric Flowers. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's uh, it's about as nauseating as anything. And I'd also like to point out the fact that um, Jerry Reese gave Jeff Schwartz a big deal, and he played about two games. And now he's like some big loud mouth on Twitter, thinking he was some fucking ball player in the NFL. Guy sucked. Marshall Newhouse, Kansas City for a few oh, years. Stop it, Justin. No, but for the Giants, he was not. He was not. He wasn't great. even that good in Kansas City. He was a solid, serviceable guard. That was it. I mean, solid serviceable guard is good. Jerry Reese gave him a 25-year deal worth $100 billion for a serviceable guard who never fucking played. Oh, boy, I'm in some mood today. Wow. Yeah, you are. I, I this am. is unbelievable. I'm, so, I, I, I'm going to apologize again, but I'm not going to. This is who I am, and I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Sorry. Now, Flowers had some... Bad plays. Oh, yeah, okay. But I will tell you what, for the majority of the game, there were some plays, Snacks, where even in the run game, he was pancaking dudes. He was really taking care of Aaron Lynch, who, you know, apparently I, I kind of forgot about Aaron Lynch. He was a pretty solid edge rusher at the time in 2015 for that 49er team. That 49er team was really, like, in dismay after Harbaugh left and Patrick Willis retired. Uh, Justin Smith, I think, even retired. They all kind of left at the same time. But... Flowers, thinking back to his rookie year, if you remember, I think he fucked up his ankle versus the Bills. Was it the Bills? I believe it was. And 
remember Will Beattie went down, so Flowers wasn't even expected to start at left tackle. He was expected to start at right tackle. That's why we had Marshall Newhouse starting at right tackle, because Will Beattie went down. And if Flowers comes in, he plays left tackle. And why everybody maybe wasn't high on him, but why you at least had promise in Eric Flowers coming off of his rookie year was because he played with that bum ankle all year, and he wasn't terrible which is a crazy thought to oh when you want to revisit it it's a crazy thought to revisit and i want to did did you watch him snacks and say this guy was not a detriment to this team for this game justin i watched him and i said he's a detriment to this team not this game that we just re- that we just right, finished fine. rewatching the no game way. he was fine okay he was fine maybe it was just knowing how bad he was in his tenure with us Correct. Right. Exactly. So maybe that's the case. No, you're right. He was he was fine. The whole offensive line was fine this game. There's no complaints about that. But you cannot R- rushing offense was. Oh well, uh... that's that was a problem for a long time. Rashad Jennings. Can we talk? Hold on, real quick pivot. Can we talk about Rashad Jennings? Yeah, I feel like we're kind of done with the line. I also have this thing with the offensive line that was it because that maybe Reese felt that, oh, we're just going to have this offense where we get rid of the ball in 2.2, two and a half seconds every single attempt. And that's why we don't need to worry about the offensive line. So that's, it was so, we're going to dive in one day and really figure out like what the fuck went wrong with this offense from 2014, 2015 to 2016. And then on then 2016 and 2017 was just a clusterfuck. But what went wrong? Because, Snacks, I you know, is it just Eli? Because the offensive line wasn't a major, major problem in 2014, 2015. Sure, the running game was not good, but I am just so bewildered. Was it solely Eli Manning? But go ahead. Let's talk about Rashad. No, Jones. no, and, and, and to touch on a point, yeah, you're right. But the fact that you have to say the offensive line wasn't a major, major, major problem, three majors, means it was a problem. But I know, I know what you're saying. It's it wasn't as disgusting as it, as it as it's been, but Rashad Jennings was to me. I was really excited about that signing when, when we picked him up from from the Raiders. I always thought Rashad Jennings was was like he was a good ball player, good running back, everything like this. We, you know, we didn't have Bradshaw anymore. We didn't have Jacobs. So okay, this is this is a nice little signing. And at the time, we're fans. We're, we're I didn't realize, you know, the irrelevancy of a running back and a contract. All that you know. You know what I'm trying to say. So I was excited to get a good football player on the team. That man had one good play his whole Giants career, and he was hurt the rest of it. Another shit signing by that fucking moron Reese. Or at least he played like he was hurt. He Snacks, my whole thing with Jennings. Tell me. I thought. Calm he, me down. Smart, smart football player. No, well, smart football player. Very smart. And a very nice guy, too. I met him. I met him in person. Really nice guy. Yeah. Yards after contact, yes. but just very slow and sluggish. Just on a, on a, on a very uninspiring player. There was there was no explosiveness, nothing. Like I said, the the, the one play was against the Bills. That was it. We were yeah. talking about that before before we started recording. That was his biggest play. That which was the week before. It was before. Yeah, right. Correct. So, oh God. Down the left sideline. Yeah, oh, I'll never forget. I know. And he and he shoved the people out. He did the stiff arm. He shoved the defender off. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I was going crazy. My best friend's a Jets fan. He was watching the game. And he was like, 
It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what the fuck are you talking yep. about? Big win. Why don't you? Why don't you take us? Take us somewhere. Okay. You can take us somewhere. I mean, the premise is this game, right? The San Fran game. Yeah, the premise is this game. All right. Can I? Can you um, do me a favor? Well, you don't have to do me a favor. I think I remember them. Can we read off the linebackers that were starting this game? Yeah. So basically, we had, I believe, Jonathan Casillas was not one of them. Ugh. He missed one game from this season. Trash. So he was not one of them. But JT Thomas, Trash. Devon Kennard was also out with injury. And he was, he, <laughs> so, let's go figure. And he was a good ball player, De- Devon Kennard. He was, for what he was, for what he was, he was a solid ball player. I think he would have just been a lot better if he was in the three, four system to well, start that's why his he, career. That's why he excelled at Detroit. He had like seven and a half sacks two years ago. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's not he's not like a he's not an outside linebacker in a four three system. No. But JT Thomas was an outside linebacker. Trash. Mark Herzlick was a middle linebacker for this game. Yuani Unga was a middle oh linebacker God, for this heaven. game. And Jasper Brinkley. Who? Jasper Brinkley. <laughs> Justin. Justin. Stop fucking with me. Just tell me who the other linebacker was. It's it's Jasper Brinkley. <laughs> You're kidding me. Yeah. I'm not, I'm no, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. No. <laughs> Snacks, the crazy thing about <laughs> wait, this wait, Giants wait, defense. Wait, 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 wait. no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Don't, don't continue. Say his name again. Jasper Brinkley. <laughs> Does it sound like I'm saying something inappropriate? No, I'm laughing at how pathetic that group is. That has to be the worst linebacking crew of all time. And quick shout out Mark Harzlick, fellow cancer survivor. I will always love and respect him. He sucked. Great special teamer. Uni Ungi Ungi whatever. You want to Whatever. Jasper Seven J- Jasper. Well, I don't even remember his name. That's how irrelevant he is. JT yeah, Tom- I couldn't I couldn't oh, remember who God. was I could JT Thomas, I feel Philly wasn't terrible, but also just not good. There was another guy that just couldn't stay healthy. A fun fun story about JT Thomas. JT Thomas could never stay healthy during training camp, and he was on the pup list for for a little while. He's physically unable to participate, but he was still on the side doing sprints. Mm. So snacks. When I told you that they would fucking work him, big, big they time. would yeah. work him. He would be running. That's the, that's I would find regime, myself. Man. That's right. I would well. I don't know if that was just called. No, no, no. I said the regime. Will, uh, his regime, like his coaching. Well, yeah, because because tra- yeah. remember, remember how nobody ever fucking stayed healthy under Coughlin because well, yeah, he would just point. run yeah. them no, whenever they were hurt. Well, yeah, they needed. They needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a very good point. I we've always bitched about like how the Giants are like the most unhealthy team in the world. Um, yeah, but I'd rather I'd rather my guys be tough, which I guess I guess clearly they weren't. <laughs> no, it did. No, you would rather them be on the fucking <laughs> yes, football correct, field because correct. literally. That that was actually one of the things that after Coughlin was fired, we have not we haven't struggled with injuries as much. Mm. <laughs> Which is very so. funny. It's a funny coincidence, isn't yeah. it? Um That's a good story. I didn't know about that, like him running running guesses like that. But my well, oh, yeah. you were you were ta- you were talking about me leading into it. I was trying to bring up before I started hysterically laughing that the linebacker core has been really bad for a really long time. And that might be oh, that yeah. might be peak awfulness that might be the worst string of linebackers i've ever heard in my life ever do they start on yeah, any other I'm team trying. i don't think so 
Like in the, in their prime that year, I don't think so. Not considering that Devon Kennard and Casillas were out with injuries. No, actually, you know, I was I was um, I was Jonathan Casillas fan. I thought he was a good ball player, but he he could stay in the field either. Oh God, oh my God, why do you let why do you let me lead conversations? Well, no, this is actually a good point that I'm thinking of as you're talking about the linebackers because the Giants' defense as a whole. Leading into Week Five, it didn't it didn't stay this way. But leading into the into Week Five, they were the best rushing defense in the National Football League, but they were the worst passing defense. Now it didn't end that way. It did end that way that they were the one of the worst passing defenses. But then they turned into like a middle of the pack rushing defense. But just crazy how that worked and how the 49ers, Why this is also just a fun game to look at, just schematically wise. The 49ers and Colin Kaepernick falling apart. They didn't let Colin Kaepernick run. Really didn't, you know, did, really didn't let him be a natural, yeah. the natural good athlete that he is. They kept him throwing very short, very intermediate, and this was all in the first half. And they were running the ball up the middle with Carlos Hyde, and Carlos Hyde was a bruiser, by the mm-hmm. way. I kind of really loved watching Carlos Hyde play when again, again, healthy, another guy yeah, that's yep, when he's yep. healthy. So, up the middle, up the middle, up the middle, and at least this defensive line for the Giants. You had Colin Jenkins, who, ugh, that that was he was the worst of the group. Yeah. But Phil, Kerry Philly Wynn, scum. Philly scum. Kerry Wynn, solid against the run, just never could get a sack for his life, and he was a preseason superstar. And then Jonathan Hankins and Jay Bromley were up the middle, which solid defensive tackles. You very difficult to run the ball up the middle against the Giants. Yeah, well, I you're right. Bromley was Bromley was a good draft pick. What was it, third round out of Syracuse? Um, yeah. Hankins, again, if we're going to ever give Jerry Reese credit for anything, he knew how to draft defense tackle. Jonathan Hankins is a very underrated ball player. I think we talked about that uh, a couple months ago, like underrated guys or whatnot. Maybe we just kind of went on a rant. Yeah. Jonathan Hankins was a good, good defensive lineman, interior defensive yeah. lineman. Like, I, I was very upset when we didn't re-sign him. But then you draft, like, Dalvin Tomlinson and these guys, and, you know, fine. But. Sorry, I don't want to throw it out there. Bromley, Bromley was good too. No, but then, but then I don't know if you noticed this as we were watching that forty, you know, as we were watching that Forty Nine er game, a lot of outside zones. They kind of uh, changed their the way that they were running a lot. And they kind of oh shit, they kind of removed running from under center. A lot of shotgun, a lot of pistol, a lot of outside zone stuff. So it's like, hey, we're going to test these linebackers in terms of how good they can read the run game and how well they can flow from sideline to sideline, which Mark Mark Herslick, the angles that he took this game, there were some plays where he was in the backfield and then he just took a terrible angle. And he's like, nope, I'm just going to chase you for the entire play. <laughs> it Nauseating. Absolutely, absolutely nauseating. And it it's a shame that it took the 49ers that long to figure out that, hey, Giants linebackers are bad, so we should like exploit that, including in the passing game too, where Colin Kaepernick actually uh, he actually started throwing the ball deeper down the field in the second half. Yeah, a little different, right? A little different, a little different. But do you want to you want to jump back on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, and talk I, I, about, I would uh, really I would really love to because I just I, I shouldn't have brought up the linebackers. It nauseates me. No, no, it's done. We're done with we're done with talking about it. You know, Giants defense solid in the first half, but also the 49er game plan was much different. Really strange. 
really strange, yeah. just lack of depth of target, not pushing the ball down the field, being extremely, extremely, extremely conservative. And then the second half, they kind of break out a little bit. They put together some good drives. Kaepernick airs it out. Carlos Hyde gets some, you know, 15, 16, 19-yard runs thrown in there, um, leads to a couple touchdowns. What, they score They score 21 points in the second half out of their 27. So um, we really did forget to talk about the scoring plays in this game. How do you like that? But I want to talk about one more, maybe a couple more players before we talk about that final drive. And do you want to do it? Do you want to just do you want to just talk about our, our our boy our boy Odo Beckham Jr.? No, I don't want to talk about it. You can talk about him. Okay. Well, I'm going to play this. And deep downfield, Beckham got free. Beckham beat the coverage, and Beckham gets tackled finally at the 13 yard line. He ran by Tremaine Brock and got free. Eli put it right into the basket and off he goes for a gain of 49 you know the 49ers as much as any team i watch they want to disguise coverages and that's a great thing but when you screw it up like they've done several times this year it's just giving away points and yards and that time it couldn't have been easier for odell beckham so he beats his man right off the line of scrimmage there's literally a half a second of miscommunication between the corner and the safety Eli Manning hits him in stride, turns into a 49-yard gain. Odo Beckham Jr. this game had seven catches for 11 targets and one touchdown. And for a decent part of the fourth quarter, he was actually out because he had a hamstring injury. Yeah, that was a shocker. Uh, hold on. You know I don't want to talk about Odell Beckham, but we're going to. We're going to talk about this play, whatever the case is. Um, the fact, just hearing Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth call a Giants game is so soothing. So soothing. You know more than anybody how much I love Sunday Night Football. It's my favorite. We both both do. Well, I know. it's my, But it's my favorite thing in the world. And the Giants don't get to play on Sunday Night Football because we're a trash, ho-ass, miserable fucking mess. So hearing this just warmed my heart. Okay, continue. Sorry. But why Beckham actually pulled his hamstring out is, first of all, that 49-yard um, yard reception. It did eventually lead to a Giants touchdown. But so we're in the third quarter, and this game basically gives the Giants the lead. And it's a 17 yard touchdown that Beckham has. It's it's a, he fakes an out route, and then he comes back in towards the intermediate part of the field. Eric Flowers, his guy, gets beat on the left side. Shocker. And Eli Manning is almost getting sacked, and he kind of just flips the ball to Beckham four or five yards down the field. Beckham cuts it to the sideline. And, and do you remember that 2016 Sunday night football, big, long touchdown that we had? I believe it was the only touchdown that we scored in that game, but where Beckham had to kick it to another gear. Yeah, well, he was he was a different specimen. But yes, I do remember. Yep. So he kicks it to another gear and almost pulls his hamstring in that game. It's the same thing in this game where he's basically racing a safety towards the left corner of the end zone. Um, just to try to stick the ball in. The safety has a good angle on him. And and we're we're talking about at this point, maybe being some 12, 12 to 14 yards away from the end zone, and it's just a foot race. So it's it's one of those OBJ plays where he just kicks it into another gear. And it's it just so, so fun to watch. And the, and this game was no different. You don't want to talk about it? No, Justin, I don't. I don't. Because Jerry Reese had one good draft pick, and that was it. This game had some Ring of Honor inductees. Oh, 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 you're right. It did. I forget who they were, though. Who were they? Ring of Honor has some new members tonight. 
because Chris Snee was there, Giants guard for 10 years, son-in-law of Tom Coughlin. O.C. Humanura. 12 years in the National Football League. Jack Lunas, an old New York Giant. And John Johnson, who was a trainer at the age of 98 years old. And he was he was taping ankles uh, a couple of Super Bowls ago. There you go. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as good as I thought. Um, I think I got I, Chris I Neen, get... Well, OC. Well, a quick fan of OC. Justin, I was kidding. I was waiting for you to say something. OC <laughs> is your favorite giant of all time, correct? Yeah, at least growing up. You know, the yeah, the, well, the, okay, the giant right. that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. And I love OC. I um me and OC had a little bit of spat on Twitter. He blocked me from my original Twitter account um when he went to the Falcons. Uh we had a little Oh, did you say you would spit on his face? No, I didn't say that, but I said you had it so good, you dumb motherfucker. Go wow. rotten, go rotten hell. That's what I said. Yeah, but um, but now, it, now we know. Now, now we, we know, know that yes. we've read Paladino that yep. Jerry Reese was a fucking asshole to him. Yes, exactly, exactly. It was never OC's fault. I will never give OC shit again, ever. Wow, Chris Snee, also the best lineman in Giants history. Not even close. Who's better? There's a tackle that the Giants had for a very, very long time. But Luke this Pettigrew? is a guy. No. I'm, I'm talking no in the in the fifties and the sixties. Oh, that, um, doesn't help, that doesn't help me. No, wait, I I don't know, but there there was a tackle. I think Chris Snee. If we're talking about in the modern day game of football, yes, because this guy that I'm also thinking of, who was an offensive tackle in the sixties, maybe even early seventies, he was there for a very long time. But he also was like 230 pounds because that's yeah. that's, that's what tackles were. Um, but I want to give him credit because I was doing some Giants history research earlier this offseason. I'm like, oh, this this has to be the greatest tackle in franchise history because he was here for so long and he did a lot of great things. So, um, sorry, I'm forgetting his name, but anyway. Anyway, yes, a fun ring of honor. Those are always great. How excited are you for Eli to get inducted in 2021? We're going to be there. That, to me, is probably the one thing I'm looking forward to in life. Yeah. What else do I have to look forward to? Oh, gee, I get to I get to wake up tomorrow. That's great. Awesome. Wow. Woohoo. Eli. I really, ah, man, Justin, I really wanted him to get inducted when with Tom Brady at the Bucks when they came to MetLife this year. I really wanted that. <laughs> really wanted That would have been funny. Yeah, no, I just, you know, just like sentimental shit. But John Maurer said that that number's retired. How many numbers are retired? 92's not even retired. No, no. 56 is retired, obviously. It, yeah, it is, yeah. Is 16, 16 may re- be retired for, um... I don't I don't know if those things are like official though. There has to be some official list. Um because also you can't retire that many numbers. You can't. No, you can't. It's not like the Yankees where you could retire every fucking number under the sun. Yeah, because also there's twenty-five guys on an active roster at one time, so Yeah. A little different, but football's there's fifty-three guys. Fo- fo- so. Football's very different. You can't retire every number. Like fifty-six obviously needs to be retired. That's He's Lawrence Taylor's best football player of all time. No, wait, wait, hold on. Real quick, very quick discussion. Two minutes. What numbers would you retire for the Giants? Say, say five is the max. Who would you retire? Eli Manning, Emlyn Tunnell. He was the first African American player for the Giants. 
who's also yeah, just very good and very good football in. player in the general. Yeah. Um, sure. Lawrence Taylor, Michael Strahan, Frank Gifford. Those are my five. That's fair. Okay, I'd go. It, that that was no order, by the way, right? It was just like those five jerseys. Yeah, no, that was a no. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah, know no, if I you can you, put guys like that in a particular order. Yeah, no, no, you can't. I agree. I'd go. I'd go. Lt. Eli Strahan. <laughs> it's tough. Get, no, it, and Gifford. It, no, I, I would. I would have the same five. Yeah, it's tough because I don't have know the same if there's five, anybody yeah. that's that. I mean, what you wouldn't do, Carson? No, nah, you can't. You can't. Harry Cross is a terrific giant. He can't retire that number. I'm sorry. No. Didn't didn't change the game like LT did. And also He's the not reason why you can do like that. No. The reason why can. you can do Tanel's number is because it's 45 and that's kind of a rando number. Yeah, no, and but the, also the reason like Eli wasn't Joe Montana or the skill-wise Dan Marino, you know what I mean? But he was as iconic to this franchise as any player that's ever put on the Giants right. helmet. So in that sense, you have to kind of put him on. I think he's the second best giant of all time. That's just me. Yeah. Just everything in totality. But good little combo. I want to bring that up. Yeah. Thank you for your opinion. I have the same one. <laughs> so let's um so the 49ers go up late in the fourth quarter at around the two minute warning. They go up by a score of twenty seven to twenty three. And here's that touchdown. High the running back. Give it to him. Looks for room. Into the end zone he goes. Carlos Hyde to give San Francisco the lead. With a minute and 45 to play. The strength of the San Francisco 49ers is on their offensive left side. And you're going to see the power right over here. They take care of these two blocks. Alex Boone, Joe Staley. They're the two best, and when the, everything was on the line, that's exactly where they went for the go-ahead touchdown. And a touchdown, obviously, so much more. A field goal would have tied the game. Now you, you put the Giants in a position where they're going to need a touchdown and not a field goal, assuming Dawson kicks the extra point with a minute and 45. Can't assume that anymore either. You can't assume anything anymore. But now you can assume the 49ers have a four-point lead. And they did. They had a four-point lead. And the fun fact about the 49ers' last two touchdowns that they scored in this game, Yuaniunga, uh, the Selleck brother, caught it right over Yuaniunga for the first touchdown in the fourth quarter. And the second touchdown, this Carlos Hyde touchdown, Yuaniunga had an opportunity to step up in the hole and really put his shoulder in there, really put, you know, really try to give some sort of effort to stop did Carlos Hyde, it? but he didn't. Nope, yeah, of course he not. did not. Yeah, of course not, because he was fucking terrible. Really nice terrible. special team player. Ugh, God. He's probably not even that, to be honest. There's not a lot of Giants players that give me heartburn like you. He gives <laughs> me heartburn. That Jason Witten play is ingrained in my heart in a negative way. Yeah, uh, forever. Like, it's just something you it doesn't leave your mind. No, it does not. It's it's like not. Ray, you want to get to the fun Ray, part? Ray, Ray Lewis murder, never forget. Oh, ever. yeah. You, you want to get to the fun part of this game, which is yeah, the let's final do drive? it. Let's do it. We're 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 about like forty eight minutes right now. Let, let's let's get to this drive. Let's do it. All right. So Giants get the ball back officially with a minute and forty one seconds to go. They have all three timeouts, I believe. By the way, that go logo is really awesome. Like you were saying, yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I mentioned <laughs> it's it really in the cool. Intro. Yeah, it's really cool. I mentioned, and a lot of people are probably thinking, well, 
the reason why I did that intro is it's actually a voiceover over actual video. It's not just audio. The Gold's logo, because I believe the NFL was celebrating its 50th season, 50th, you know, Super Bowl 50, 50th season of, you know, merging of the AFL and the NFL. And the gold logos were beautiful, especially at night snacks when the lights were on and, you know, it was dark out. The gold logo really just lit up the field. It was beautiful. I really think they should bring that back. Yeah, I can't lie. I can. I hate agreeing with you, but I am in such agreement. Just beautiful. Just brights up the whole lights up the whole field. So here are the first two plays of this final drive, and we're going to break down this final drive here. And he gets tackled up at the 17. We go to Michelle. Well, New York may have all their timeouts for this drive, but not all their wide receivers. Reuben Randall is out now with a hamstring injury. Remember, Odell Beckham Jr. is officially questionable with a hamstring injury. He's been trying to sprint, trying to move on that sideline, but it doesn't look like he's coming in, Al. All right, thank you, Michelle. So you have Dwayne Harris, Jeremy Davis, and <laughs> Miles White as your <laughs> wideouts. Of course, you also have Vereen. You got your tight end, Danell. But let's see what Eli can do now from the 18. And then stepping up, and he's going to run. And run for a first down. He's been trying to get out of bounds, and then he's bounced back by Jermaine Brock. And the Giants have a first down. Forward progress. Nets him the first. Takes a pretty good blow there. From the 29. And Manning will dump this one underneath. And that's caught by Vereen. He gets taken down. And the Giants take a timeout with 71 seconds remaining in regulation. So surprisingly, first two plays of the drive, an Eli Manning scramble that goes for 11 yards. And then a little dump off the Shane Marine that goes for 11. So first two plays, 22 yards. We're up at the Giants' 29-yard line, and we call a timeout. We have a minute and 11. We have a minute and 11 seconds to go. Snacks. Yeah. So, not much time, Justin. Not much time. Not not much time, but for the result of those two plays to result in 22 yeah. yards, I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> you take it any day of the week. Yeah. Eli, Eli got. <laughs> it was one of the funniest plays of Eli's career. First of all, he does break a tackle from a defensive lineman. Which is absurd. What did you, yeah, it goes back to my rant earlier on. The man was tough as nails. But he did yeah. get bounced like he was in oh, a... Oh, stop it, Justin. Like of course a, he got bounced. He's a fucking 475,000-pound lineman. What do you expect? No, no, I'm talking about Eli when he got tackled on this play. He got bounced like a pinball machine. It was a pinball on a pinball machine. Yeah, all right. You're right. I, it was I'm funny. I, I, got a little, I got a little upset. I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. So then we take a timeout and... The next play, Eli is going to throw it deep to Miles White, and this happens. From the 44 now, the Giants have one timeout. And Manning's going to throw deep downfield, and that one is picked off. Tremaine Brock, and he'll go to the ground at the 13-yard line. Let's see if he picked that one off. Of course, we'll take a look at it, obviously, with inside two minutes. Did he come up with it cleanly is the question. Rolled with it. Tom doesn't, there's no challenge inside two minutes, and they're going to look at it anyway. Now the officials are all gathering. And they will contend. No way. I think that one hit the ground. 
It looks like it goes so in. So there is a review. It's Travis clear Ward. that the interception was dropped. Mm. And by the way, the Giants are at their own 40-yard line. They're not at the 29-yard line. Uh, yeah, they got, so whatever. Sorry. So, but we're, so we're close to midfield. The second mistake Eli makes in this game out of 54 attempts. Yeah, of course it's the one, right? But it was dropped. It was dropped. Well, sometimes God works in mysterious ways. But it's crazy how... Great song, by the way, Aerosmith. She moves in mysterious ways. Ah, that's you too. Sorry. Oh, jeez. No free ads. (laughs) Good point. No free ads. Go ahead. But this is what I love about football, is that just plays like this define the game. A dropped interception on a dumb Eli throw, that would have either, that would have ruined the game where it's like Eli Manning literally just attempted 50 attempts and made two mistakes all game. And that was the thing that defined the game or it's dropped. And then we go on and we go on to win this game. So it's, that's why. Yeah. It it is crazy how that works, isn't it? Like the whole game. He's like, he's like magnificent, perfect, everything. And then the one, the one hiccup gets dropped. Yeah, Like I said, God works mysterious ways, man. You heard in the drop about the first two plays of this drive, how Ruben Randall was out, so he had a hamstring injury. But Oda Beckham Jr., he was trying to sprint, and he was trying to get himself back in the game. That touchdown that he caught, that 17-yard touchdown that he caught in the third quarter, that's where he had to kick it into another gear. He actually pulled his hamstring on that. So he was trying to work his way back into the game. He eventually does come back in the game, and that kind of changes everything. The Giants right there is Odell Beckham is back in the game, and if nothing else, he will certainly draw enough attention in that secondary. Looks like he's saying a little hamstring prayer right there, too. Even if they don't ever intend to throw him the ball, the attention he should draw being on the field will give others an opportunity. What's next? Who did it give an opportunity to? No, I'm genuinely asking who who the once the attention was on Odell Beckham Jr. Who was given an opportunity to basically shine this drive? The only player that did anything besides Eli Manning and Larry Donnell. Oh, oh, besides your favorite player of all time. Who? Say his name. Shane Vereen. Yes, sir. I love Shane Vereen. I loved him. It's like my favorite giant signing ever. He was. Oh, he's such an integral part. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep playing. Are you being sarcastic? Well, no, for you. Yeah, it was. I thought that was one of the smartest signings that we could have done. A nice receiving back out of the backfield is something that we had lacked forever. Like Bradshaw, Jacobs, they they couldn't catch balls or anything like that. Couldn't catch balls out of the backfield. Vereen was like the perfect guy. I loved Shane Vereen. On God, that might be my favorite, besides plaques, my favorite on-paper signing that the Giants have ever made. I thought Shane Maroon was a stud. And he did show it. He did show it this game. This drive, at least. Yeah, he caught. A, he even caught a touchdown in the red zone. Um, yes, sir. In the second the whole quarter. Game. Yeah, you're two. right. Yeah, you're right. The whole game, man. He was so damn good. All right, go ahead. Little out route. And especially yep. when you consider what this offense was really centered around, it's centered around getting the ball out of your hands quick, getting the ball out of your hands e- even in like I guess intermediate, we can say getting out of the ball, getting the hand, getting the ball out of your hands quick in the intermediate game, mm. and because of how well 
of a route runner Shane Vereen was. Phenomenal. That made yeah. that so easily and so seamlessly where that's why, and honestly, it makes me excited for a guy like Deion Lewis where hopefully Deion Lewis is there a little bit more often than Shane Vereen was in terms never of his ha- it'll, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. But also, we're not going to be relying on Deion Lewis like we were kind of relying on Shane Vereen at times. So Fair point. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. So wait, let's let's go through this. Uh, yeah, play, Shane Vereen play. had a catch for 11 yards. Then he had a catch for 16 yards. Then he had another catch for 24 yards. And nobody else made any kind of catch. Obviously, Eli no. had the 11-yard run. But we talk about Oda Beckham Jr. getting attention. Bomb. The biggest play in this game, Snacks, is after the Giants take their timeout number three, Shane Vereen catches the ball over the middle for 24 yards. He breaks some tackles. He does a is little this- stutter step. So there's 30 mm-hmm. seconds left. The Giants are on the 20-yard line. And we talked about the presence and attention that's given to Odo Beckham Jr. Eli drops back with pressure in his face. He throws the ball to the end zone, and there's a pass interference call, which I don't know about that call. I mean, if you look at it ah, live on he, TV. If he call. If he call. If, if he call. Just one of those things where – and I don't even know if that's a catchable ball. Yeah, very debatable. I can do a good impersonation of the referee. Very debatable. Please Pass interference. Nah, Defense. Number 20. <laughs> Automatic. First down. <laughs> That's what that guy sounds like. And a lot of people, if you're if you're a really good football, if you're a really big football fan, you know who that is. Oh, no, he was held. Yeah, it, they should have. Oh, he was holding them the entire way. They're it, showing it, the replay. It, yeah. Yeah, I'm watching that. It he should, was held If the anything, it should, been, it, it should have been holding, not pass interference. Because pass interference is, you know, the difference you between put, holding you, and pass interference is spot of the foul. Yep, big time. So, so it's big. No, so now they're on the fi- cut a break. So now they're on the the 13 yard line. Yep. 26 seconds to go. Here's the game winner. Yard penalty as it turns out. 26 seconds. Back into the right side this time. One on one with Brock. Eli in the back of the end zone, and it is caught for a touchdown by Larry Donnell. Let's make sure there's a catch and a score. Obviously, they'll look at it. Does he control it? All the way to the ground in bounds. Boy, that is Whoa, such a baby. great catch. The fact that nobody could knock that ball out of his hands. It's loose there. He has it. He's down. If that thing moves right there at all, they're going to call it incomplete. But he held it. Unbelievable. What a perfectly thrown ball, and what an unbelievable catch by Larry Donnell. Touchdown confirmed. Wow. Josh Brown with the extra point. Eight plays, 82 yards. It took him 84 seconds. And the 49ers have 21 seconds to try to get within field goal range. Snacks. I, I know. I was I was pretty close when I was watching this. Pretty close all right, all right, to fucking crying. Right. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm fucking crying right now. <laughs> um you you could talk. I have nothing to say. I'm I'm literally in tears just listening and watching. The euphoria that you feel. Yeah. When especially when you're there. And even, uh, well, and even when we you're were home. both there. Yeah, we were both yeah. there. 
you know, the euphoria that you feel, and you heard how loud, how loud the stadium was, and that was Which your point rare. towards last episode. Your point is that this this game, MetLife Stadium was loud, and you even heard it on third downs and everything. And it, this was a very cool MetLife Stadium moment. Sunday Night Football really doesn't get any better than that. Nope, the best. So, but the euphoric feeling that just pure joy you're fucking jumping you're screaming you're celebrating with everybody around you high five and hugging everybody around you you're hugging whoever you're with it just an absolute there's nothing like it in this world nothing you're right that's what we live for that's that that play that drive is what we live for literally and no, i'll never forget you said it I think it was on a Periscope on, on your Twitter, or and it was in NJ.com. You said it best. Those Sundays when you go to those games, nothing else matters. That's no. it. That's it. Like that right there in front. Of, we probably sit on this podcast too. You sit there. You're rooting for your, your heroes that have no idea who you are. <laughs> um, I always found that funny. Sundays were the day. And Sunday night football... In an atmosphere like that at two and two to go to three and two and atop the NFC East, man. The euphoria, great word, Justin. Great word. The euphoria was off the charts. That's that stadium was rocking. Yeah. You because you mentioned why that was so important too. Yep. The rest of the NFC East was two and three. And while we Correct. started 0-2, yes. and those games were so, so fucking painful, those yeah. first two games, Bad. probably the worst Brutal two losses. consecutive Brutal losses, losses that yep. that that we've both experienced as fans. Two consecutive yep. losses. Yep, easily. Should have won both of them. Yeah. And then you're talking about the Giants being 5-0 and instead of 3-2. and But the, the next yeah, stretch that. of three Co- games. Coughlin's still the coach if they fucking win those games. Yeah, obviously, probably the roster doesn't stack up, and they, you know, they do go on a pretty big losing streak to finish the season. But still, the NFC East is two and three. You win this game, you're, you know, you have sole possession of first place in the NFC East. And you know, I'm, I'm, I usually don't like to yell things when I'm leaving the stadium. I'm not one of those guys. But you bet your ass, I was yelling first place Giants as I was leaving that stadium because that's what that game meant. And for that week, it was just. So, so fucking fun. And then there you go. First five weeks, we had three wins. That was half the wins we would have that season. Yeah, it all kind of kind of went downhill after that, huh? And we would continue to lose games and not just the final two minutes, but in the final 30 seconds. And gut-wrenching. Gut-wrenching. Yes. Yeah, can we just not talk about it? Can we just end the episode? Yeah, let's end the episode. This was also probably, I don't know, but if you ask me on the top of my head, this is the last time that Eli had a fourth fourth quarter comeback. Yeah, we were talking we uh we were texting about that the other day. I'm pretty sure you're, I'm pretty sure you're right, yeah. Like game winning drive. Yeah. Yeah. And you're I'm right. not just talking about Odo Beckham Jr. taking a fifty yard slant in the fourth quarter exactly. with a minute and a half Correct. left. Correct. I'm talking about game winning drive that he orchestrated. And even when you break it down to its, you know, the bare bones. You know, throwing the ball to Shane for it. No, fuck that. No, I'm not going to de- downgrade it. No, there was a beautiful drive. He had an 11-yard run. He checked it down when he needed to check it down. He was smart. He threw the ball to Beckham, and he garnered attention. It was a pass interference. It puts the ball on the 13-yard line, and that beautiful fucking pump fake 
looks one way, looks back to Donnell, mm-hmm. only delivers a ball where Donnell can only fucking catch it, yep. and he fucking wins the game. No, it was brilliant. The throw was brilliant. The drive was brilliant. And we didn't even bring up the fact. So I was sitting I was sitting 10, uh, 10 rows up from that end zone, like where Donnell caught it. You could see Tom Coughlin ran into the middle of the field to call that timeout. And me and my buddy are like, oh, look at Coach Go. Look at Coach Go. Look at Coach Go. And he's go, he's hammering his thing. Timeout, 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 timeout. God fucking damn it, Justin. Why did you... Oh, you prick motherfucker. Sorry. Excuse my language. Fuck. Right, snacks, I, th- I think that's an episode, though. Giants yeah, yeah, 30 good to episode. 27. Yeah. Well, that was very 30 to episode. 27. Second best Giants game I've ever been to. Behind week seven, week 17, 2007 against the Patriots. That actually be a pretty good episode. Uh, top five Giants games we've ever been to. We should. We should have that episode. I, I would like that. We could actually also tie that into like another episode if we want to do like fantasy and stuff. We could just start off with that or something. But anyway, you're right, Justin. That was very good. I love you. Um, even though I'm very, very angry with you. Um, I love you to death. I will see you on Friday. I am going down to your house on Friday. We're gonna we're gonna have some dinner, you know, go out with your friends. Yeah, seems about right. Yeah. Keep on bleeding blue. Thank you for listening. This is our last rewatchable of the offseason. We'll try to get these right. We'll try to get these right. We'll try to get better with these. Uh, I thought this was very enjoyable, but still, you know, we're, we're, we'll we're get them right. Um, there's a way to do it. And uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for supporting this offseason as we approach regular season. Keep on bleeding blue, and we'll see Always. you next week. Yep.